Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Fresh Podcast Market. I'm Panda, and I'm here with my friend, Teresa. How are you doing, Teresa? I'm good, Pam. Today, we have a special guest. We do. Her name is my cat, and I just adopted her yesterday, and she doesn't understand the concept of saying sill. She's very wiggly. She's only four months. She's a baby. Oh, she's a baby. She's a baby. And like, she still hasn't taken a shit yet in her litter box. Bass, no. She still hasn't taken a shit in her litter box yet. And I'm kind of nervous, but she's peed in it. So maybe she just doesn't like to take a shit, but she's been making nasty ass farts all day. How are you doing, Pand? <laughs> I'm doing great. Here at the Fresh Podcast Market, we are a real podcast about fake podcasts. Uh, is it your turn to go first or is I it mine? I think it's your turn. Okay. So this was an idea that I got from friend of the show, Alice. And it is, it's a podcast where it's an author recording like a podcast diary while they're writing their book. Ooh, Interesting. Which I really like because I think it would probably be very funny listening to a writer bitch about how much they hate the fact that they have to write today. And also, I was thinking that it wouldn't be fun unless it had spoilers in it. So obviously, this would be something that would have to come out after the book is out. So you could also, it would also kind of double as like a commentary on the book. But like, okay. it's more of like a personal diary but also they can complain about or at least talk about their decisions for things that they wrote in the book. That's that's really cool. Or, you know, it could be done. The book could be done like chapter serially, you know? Yeah. And every week as a chapter comes out, they would then have a reflection episode chapter kind of deal. But I do like, but I know a lot of times writing books isn't linear for people. So yeah, definitely. Maybe definitely once the book comes out, like maybe after like the first year anniversary or something like that, this author could release their episodes and they could express so people could get like the inside look. I think it would be really fun and it would be definitely worth the listen to, especially if it's like one of your favorite authors or something like that. I'd be down for yeah, it. Yeah, totally. Like I know that I would love to hear not only thought process, but like just what they have for lunch today, you know? Yeah, that sounds really good to me. I also think it would depend on the author too, because like for instance, oh, I definitely. went to a panel last year at NYCC that was like about the creative process and writing and good old Travis McElroy was there and Jonathan Colton was there and Patrick Rothfuss was there and there was three other people whose names I can't remember right now. I feel like if Patrick Rothfuss would have a podcast, that would be really good. I haven't read any of his books either, but I think he has like a really funny stage presence. And like, even he was a guest spurt on a Mabim Bam episode. And oh, I think I remember that. Yeah. And he did a really good job on that too. Stop. And <laughs> I'm so sorry. And I think it'd be really good. So, I mean, if it was like J.K. Rowling, I'd be like, shut the hell up. But yeah, honestly. Yeah. But if it was like somebody who was a little more personable, I'd be very much down for it. I mean, even you mentioned John Hodgman earlier would probably be very good at something like that. Yeah, probably. John Hodgman is a funny man. Yeah. Do you have uh, an idea for this podcast name? 
I was thinking I wanted something with like alliteration and I came up with behind the book. I liked the idea of behind the something. Behind the book sounds really good, actually. I could only think of book as another B word. So, yeah, behind the book is my my podcast name. So the name for my podcast would not my podcast, your podcast, this idea would be line by line. Ooh, I like that, too. Or. I was going to say book by numbers, like paint by numbers as well might be a good idea. Oh, book by Uh, numbers is neat. But then that'd probably be more about like statistics and books and stuff like that, which isn't nearly. Yeah, that would be a good name for a podcast about like the publishing industry. I would actually love to know more about because there was a moment there when I thought I was going to go into publishing and there's a whole. Yeah, I remember when you applied for some publishing, uh jobs i mean i still do i doubt i'm gonna get anywhere with that but uh, actually i have a job interview today but that's besides the point hell yeah yeah. so i think this one we can call a case closed yeah well i didn't prepare anything because i'm dumb but honestly truthfully a podcast where all of my dumb cat questions get answered would be really cool because like all of my friends who are cat owners are like hearing all of my questions and they're like you are the stupidest person on earth and i was like i haven't owned a cat (laughs) for the past four years and the last cat that i had was adopted and he was like already four years old so he's really chill so i've never had the kitten experience this dumbass is four months old she never stops moving she doesn't know how to use a scratching post. She loves to climb. Yesterday I came home and she was hiding inside of my desk. Like, how did you get That's here? fairly normal kitten behavior. Um, most definitely. I gave her a box and only sometimes she sits in it. And I was like, I thought cats love boxes. And I labeled her box Fort Basshole. And she doesn't <laughs> even appreciate it. She tried to eat it. And I was like, come on. Come on. A podcast about your journey through cat parenting is really funny to me. Honestly, I mean, it's Fresh Podcast Market, baby, because... That's this episode of Fresh Podcast Market right now, yeah. yeah it's like That's what this podcast is going to be for the next few weeks. She's sitting, actually, like, so it's my laptop, and then it's her, and then it's me sitting cross-legged right now. That's hilarious. Yeah, she, like refuses to stand still for a photo and even if i do try to take a photo of her if she's standing still she just sees the charms on my phone and just immediately swats at them like great thanks hate it see actually no that's good a little bit because sometimes you can get them to look at the camera by like dangling a phone charm but you have to be very careful because they will swat oh yeah and that does ruin the picture did you say she has little mozzarella feet? I do, because, like, have you ever noticed that cat legs, like, back cat legs look like mozzarella sticks? <laughs> they're, like, the same, like, length and width. Like, they're little mozzarella feet. That's very funny. Don't eat my phone case. <laughs> Cat's canceled. Like, for instance, I literally had a moment where I was, like, in the PetSmart not yesterday, but the day before, I was like, what letter do I buy? What do I, like, I just didn't know what to do. I was like, litter? Food? What do kittens like? Like, you know how? Really a guessing game, honestly. It really is. She likes napkins and receipts way more than she likes her actual toys. 
Yeah, that's the thing about cat toys is you never know what a cat is gonna like or yeah. not like. You just have oh, to shit, like throw shit at wait, them. Uh, yeah, so I have a job interview next week, I guess. Hell yeah, where at? Doing, it's like for a tech company. It's like half administration, half project management. I don't know how the hell they thought of me for this job, but okay, I'm not going to complain. Yeah, stop. Uh, but yeah, to go back to, like, I think it's a sound thing. Oh, she likes the crinkles? Yeah, she loves the crinkles. She was really into this tape dispenser that was on my floor as well the other day. I think I hit it. But they make like toys that crinkle. Yeah, I, I know. I also think that she might like a sponge ball too because she likes stuff that rolls and moves and stuff like that too. Like she likes stuff like her fish slips around when it's on my floor. Kind of be like on the hardwood instead of the carpet. So stop. And she likes felty things, which is why she likes one of my phone charms so much. But she kind of just eats all of my phone charms. So... My cat doesn't play with anything because she's old. Oh, old baby. Yeah, Pansy wasn't a player either, but Bass most certainly is. It's like Reggie likes to play with stuff, but Peaches is like, just give me food. My soon-to-be roommate's cat, Jolteon, likes to play with feathers on strings. Uh, Joel is so cute. I love Joel. Joel was scientifically engineered for cuteness, and yet she's a horrible bitch. I, I love her. She's so good. She yeah, is so, so fluffy and she's soft like a bunny, but she it totally avoids anybody she doesn't know. And then also she will not sit in your lap unless under very specific circumstances that only she knows. So and funny. she loves she will only let you pet her if you do it on the like second or third step on the the staircase of Jimmy and Karen's townhouse, which is going to become a problem because the house that we're all moving into is single level. So she's not going to have any stairs anymore. She's going to be very upset about that. Unfortunate. So how many cats are you guys going to have then? We're only going to have two because the Johnson search is still on. I still have not put up flyers because I have not had any time to go get printer ink for my printer so that I can print out color photos of my boy. I could always go to the library, but they only print black and white photos. Mm-hmm. And then he just looks like a gray cat when he's an orange cat. Ah, I understand. That's unfortunate. Yeah. I'm sure he's just in my neighborhood somewhere. Probably. So I think that this podcast should be like me, the baby cat owner for the first time. And then a panel of people who own cats like you could have like a different person on every week who has experience owning cats that's really and funny, ask actually. them questions that would be which would mostly just be like all of your friends yeah like all of my friends let's be real gays love cats so we really do it's true like my friend noelle has two cats and she is living for every like cat update i sent her I also am living for all your cat updates. I'm so glad my good pal London has two black cats that they severely, severely adore. And I adore them too. I love those cats. I mean, 
all of my friends have cats or love cats. So I am a foolish idiot who loves cats, but then adopted a cat (laughs) and no big regrets yet, but she's a handful. Yeah, it'll get easier as she gets older, but she's she's a baby right now. She's a baby. And she also has been living in a cage for a while. So, of course, she's a little jumpy. Oh, yeah, that would explain it, too. Mm-hmm. And my dogs also, like, really want to, like, sniff her, but she's, like, so freaked out by them, so I gotta deal with that, too. I mean, could you imagine being, like, her size and never having seen a dog before and then having to encounter, like, these two great beasts? I know um, one of them isn't particularly big, but, like... They're both kind of small. She's a baby. She's a baby. It's okay. We're doing, like, immersion therapy. <laughs> <laughs> She kind of just sits on my lap. Like today, I actually left the door open a little bit, and Reggie and Peaches just kind of stared at her, and she kind of stared back at them. And I was like, "All right, that's enough for now." But later. Also, another tip: if down the line at some point you want to get her another cat friend, cats take a little while to get used to each other. They will not like each other at first, but they'll either they'll become friends or they will just learn to tolerate each other. That's fair. Like dogs, dogs can become like immediate friends a lot of the time, but cats yeah. take like they take like a week or two. Oh, interesting. Good to know. I'm kind of thankful that I only adopted one instead of two. Well, if you had gotten the two that were like siblings, it would be yeah. different because they already are like bonded. But like yeah. with other cats, it's like I don't know you, I don't trust you, I don't like you. Yeah. So name for this podcast. I think cat questions has a nice ring to it. Cat questions. First time cat parent seeking advice. First time cat parent. First time cat parent. Cat papa. That's why my Twitter name is cat girl papa right now. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because she's a baby. And I know that cat. Cat questions is probably like the most realistic. Let's be real. Cats out of the bag. Cats out of the bag. That's a good one. Cats. Cats. Yeah, cat questions win, I guess. What do you got for me, Pam? You got another one? My other podcast idea is actually, since since it's cat week, since we're talking about cats today, I was thinking about a podcast that's about different pet breeds. I know like pet breeding can be like a bunch of Hooey. bullshit, Malarkey. awful shit. But like, I think it would be interesting to talk about you know, like different kinds of birds and like what they're I just think it would be interesting to talk about like different kind of birds with like people that know a lot about birds or like different kinds of cats and like what makes them different and like what the characteristics are and probably stay away from like the gross stuff about breeding because animal breeding can be so bad. Yeah, I guess you could also talk about like what breed is good for beginners, what's good for intermediate owners, stuff like that. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. I think a lot of people have misconceptions about like certain dog breeds being hard to raise. Like I know that when uh, the dog meme was really popular, everybody wanted a Shiba Inu, but Shiba Inu are like not. They are not for 
beginner pet owners of any kind also like chows and and dalmatians yeah i really wanted a welsh corgi for a while and we looked into getting a welsh corgi and they're very very picky brats too oh yeah i've i dated a guy in high school like my freshman year of high school whose mom or whose grandma had a couple of corgis but i only met them a couple of times they were very cute they are very cute i love corgis i like like them a lot before like the whole corgi obsession began with the internet so to, like to see corgis getting popular is like nice 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 <laughs> Specifically, I love when corgis are crossbred with other dogs. Because yes, and they all look like little loaves. It, they're just the that dog, but with tiny little legs. And there we go. So aren't little legs not good for a dog? I know. Yeah, so it's like breeding is messy. Yeah. I just think, yeah, I was thinking more along the lines of like what you said about like talking about like breeds that are like better or worse for like different level, like skill levels of pet ownership or like just, you know, like maybe cool stuff about the history of the breed, like what certain breeds were bred to do, like hunting yeah. and like different kinds of hunting and stuff like that. Golden Retrievers, it's like three dog families and that's it. Yeah. I think. Animals are neat. Animals are cool. Especially pets. Yeah. I've never... So, like, growing up, I never was an animal lover. And I'm, like... I mean, obviously, I'm not a monster. Like, I still love animals. Like, I just, as you know, adopted a cat. But, like, I've never... Like, there was never, like, a huge emphasis on animals, like, the way that a lot of kids did growing up. Yeah. And, like, I always thought animals were cool, but I've never been, like, obsessed with them. I mean, yes, I was the resident dolphin girl, but only dolphins. Oh, interesting oh my god yeah like you know how when in elementary school it's like there's always that one wolf girl there's one dragon girl there's one dolphin girl uh-huh was the dolphin girl. that's hilarious i don't think i hey, knew that hey at least i'm not the horse girl of the bunch do you know any fun dolphin facts i mean i used to like a lot i can still tell you like what my favorite species of dolphin is yeah and the, Ch- the pink chinese river dolphin was always my favorite I also really liked the tiny, like, pygmy dolphins, too. When the final Chinese river dolphin died, I actually cried because they went extinct, obviously. But I just, like, cried because I felt like it was the end of a dolphin era for me. Oh, uh, that's really sad. Yeah, I think the last one died in, like, 2011, 2012, maybe. I don't know. Do I know any? I mean, like, let's be real. Always a fun one to tell is dolphins will chew on puffer fish to feel, like. To get turnt. Yeah, they get like a high sensation and they're smart as all shit. I love dolphins. Honestly, dolphins are terrifying in an existential sense. Oh, yeah. They're these they're these fucking creatures that live out in the ocean and they're different from other creatures because they like to get high and fuck. Yeah, dolphins fuck. And they're so smart. It's like they're going to take over and they might Would actually you- be space aliens. So long and thanks for all the fish. As I was just say, so long and thanks for all the fish. At least it's not a, a pot of petunias. <laughs> Would you talk about also like people who try to like keep exotic animals as pets too? Ooh, I think a, a I think a good topic would be why not to keep an exotic animal and maybe do like a couple different episodes on like different types of exotic animals because like yeah. people want to do that shit and there used to be about. 
20 or 30 minutes from my hometown, or I guess it wasn't that far away. It was more like 15 or 20 minutes. But there was a comic shop that was in a plaza that had an exotic pet shop in it. And we used to go in there just to like look around and shit. And like they had a sloth in there one time. It is legal to own a sloth in the state of Mississippi. Well, in the United States, so I actually do know a little bit about this because I want to make the books, but in the United States, as long as it, so technically, if an animal is endangered, you're not supposed to have it as a pet. Hmm. So, Are sloths endangered? I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. An episode, a great episode idea would be talking about the arowana fish, which is what my favorite book, one of my favorite books, I should say. Oh, I remember you talking about this book. Yes. Dragon Behind the Glass by Emily Boyd. I cannot recommend it enough. It's one of my favorite books of all time. It was shortlisted for a Carnegie Award, I believe, and it was longlisted for a Pen American Award, or it's reversed, but one of the two. So highly recommend it. It's written by an NPR journalist, which is really cool. And so this book is all about the culture surrounding the arowana fish. And even though it's illegal in the United States, it's still super popular to own outside of the United States and there's actually several accounts frequently of people purchasing and illegally keeping arowana fish in the United States and this fish is the most expensive pet aquatic fish that you can purchase. Pond koi will go up to over two million dollars but they are considered pond fish so they are not aquatic fish. Also fun fact did you know that the most expensive sold koi went for two million dollars i did not i don't know much yeah. about fish to be honest and koi fish the name koi comes from nishiki koi which is a japanese dialect term for i believe gold because original koi fish were kind of like a muddy brownish gold that's dope yeah see i know facts about animals i used to breed fish as well as a kid so i know a little bit about what kind of stuff. fish um, mostly just like uh, tetras, like sunsetter fish, those miniature angel fish, shit like that that you can get at PetSmart for like $5 a bag. It used to be like the hobby that me and my dad would have. Okay, well, Teresa's audio is dropped or some shit. I don't know what's happening. It's annoying. But... I'm just going to do the outro, and if you'd like to follow us on Twitter, you can do that at FreshPodMarket. If you'd like to follow me on Twitter, you can do that at Impandanata. If you'd like to follow Teresa on Twitter, you can do that at Bakunyet. I'm not going to spell it if you need to know how to spell it. I don't know. Just go look at my Twitter or something. Like, she's there. Or she's on our uh, podcast Twitter, which is pretty easy to find. She also does our Tumblr, which is freshpodcastmarket.tumblr.com. And if you want to be on the show, you can reach out to us either via DM or email, which is freshpodcastmarket at gmail.com. That's where you can also send in your podcast ideas for us to talk about. If you want to support the show, you can do that at Kofi, which is ko-fi.com slash freshpodcastmarket. That's a good way to help support the show. And if you liked our theme song, that was Cul-de-Sac Sunset by Hopefully Not Bad Lib on SoundCloud.com. That's our producer, Jimmy, that you can follow at Jimothy Jam on Twitter. And uh, that's all we've got, folks. So I would like to thank Teresa for joining me at the Fresh Podcast Market, but I can't because Zencaster decided it wants to suck. 
So everyone go look at the pictures of Teresa's cat because she's very cute.